WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Friday, March 1st. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, social media in general, at 1210WPHT, I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers, as we say bye-bye to February and hello to March, and as we approach the weekend, Don, good morning, how are you? Good morning. Doing great. Happy Friday. Yeah. Gregory. Inching, inching, inching closer to spring. And I was inching, inching, inching closer to the station coming down 76. Did you guys see that awful accident? Yeah, it was a mess. 76 eastbound right between like Gerard and 343 exit. Yeah. Yeah. My God. What was going on? Do you know? Fire trucks, ambulances, police. It was down to one lane. Everybody's trying to merge in. Yeah. And then it just opened up. So there you go. We got a lot of good (laughs) stuff to get to this morning. Uh, We have a war of words going on with free speech, social media, and the Supreme Court of the United States. That'll be the big take this morning. Also, recap, reaction, and takeaway from... What we saw yesterday at the southern border, one man, and then what the other guy did. We'll get to that <laughs> today. Unbelievable. Just the visuals alone yes. is enough to kind of encapsulate the uh, the recap. We'll get to that. We have swing state surges. We've got studies on females that confirm mm. what men have been long, long suspecting. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, yeah. Don, get ready. You're going to want to put me and Greg through a window today. And also, dollar dog days are gone, folks. I know. What? A, a quarter century old tradition. Is it? Is it Bidenomics? Are we sure about this? Yes. I met with I met with uh, one of the Phillies, big Mahoffs, a couple months ago, and he, he said they were coming back, but they're not, huh? Twenty-seven years in the making. Wow. And bye bye, man. Yeah. So we'll get to that today as well. Cut sheet will be loaded, and also at nine thirty this morning. If you recall earlier in the week when we were talking about Shane Gillis and canceling comedians, we brought up kind of uh, briefly in passing the story from Seattle where four unwoke comedians got canceled. Well, one of them's going to join us on the program today. Yes. Jim Jim Florentine at 930. That's right. Remember him from uh, Cranky Anchors. Cranky Anchors. uh, 2000s, I guess, from from Comedy Central. Yep. Puppets making... Prank phone calls. I like it. Just, just <laughs> I mean, you can't get better than Who that. Who didn't make a prank phone call when they were a kid? Uh, I loved making prank phone calls. Is your refrigerator running? You better yeah. go catch no, these, it. These, <laughs> these were a little more. These were a little more dirty. Oh. <laughs> just make sure you hit star six seven to block the number before you do it, folks. All right, let's get to the news. Round number one at six oh four. The great Don Stensland. And good morning on this yes Friday, first day of March. 
30 degrees right now. We started in the 20s, warming up quickly. The high today looks like 52 degrees, and the sun will come out for your today. So we're talking about that. Philadelphia police investigating a disturbing scene just a half block away from Mount Pleasant Mansion, historic site. Two people found shot to death, execution style, at that historic property in Philadelphia's Fairmount Park section and they made that discovery last night. So this historic site, once owned by Benedict Arland, or Arnold, I should say, Benedict Arnold, was closed to the public just last year. Police called to Mount Pleasant Drive, right near Fountain Green Drive, shortly before it was 11 p.m.-ish, after they discovered, somebody discovered a body on the road, or they saw it, called 911. When first responders get there, they find two victims lying next to each other in a kind of a gully on the side of the road. 38-year-old woman shot in the head and chest. 48-year-old man shot in his head, both pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Savages, man. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> so I know we're going to talk about crime rates uh, moving forward and, and the controversy over crime rates and what that means, but it just feels like the crimes in Philadelphia – and around the nation are getting more and more violent. Yes, they are. So uh, police say that preliminary IDs on the victims say the woman they know had a Philadelphia, lived at a Philadelphia address, and they did find those shell casings just feet away from the victims. So this was an execution-style murder. Homicide detectives, crime scene unit, all of them worked all through the night on this and are checking the mansion surveillance cameras. No word on any kind of a suspect, any kind of a motive. This is still a preliminary situation. Um, I, I will tell you this, that they did catch the the little guy, Aleem, who's been uh, evading authorities. Aleem Borden, 29 years old. We've been talking about him, an escapee, an escaped Philadelphia prisoner who was arrested after he was accused of stealing a vehicle and, according to authorities, had a long rap sheet. Well, U.S. Marshals say, yes, they caught up with Aleem Borden. He did have the handcuffs off. Now the handcuffs are back on. I saw the video from Steve Keeley from Fox 29. <laughs> not only was he handcuffed, but he was shackled around the ankles, too. Smart. So he was not going to take off running this time. Ha! Yeah, yeah. Take that. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, now they've got him in custody. He had been considered armed and dangerous. Also, those who allegedly aided and abetted him as far as after he escaped those individuals are facing charges. And authorities in Atlantic, Atlantic County, New Jersey, I want to get this one in because they're warning about these ATM scam, skimmers. We hear about this all the time, if this has ever happened to you. But uh, this is Galloway Township Police ATM a mechanic found these two devices on two machines inside the Wawa on the White Horse Pike right there at Pomona Road. So the ATM skimmer was attached, designed to look like part of the ATM, but it illegally collects card numbers and it gets your PIN code when you put that in. Oh! So they're giving a heads up, not just for these ATMs, but oftentimes we find that this is a rash of, you know, type of skimmers. So just watch out for anything that looks different, suspicious. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, be careful of that. And the Wawa ATMs are great because if you can't get to an ATM with your own bank and you want to avoid, you know, paying the surcharge by using a different bank, Wawa is always ATM. There, uh, There's no charge when you use a Wawa ATM. P- PNC also 
um, yep. they they waive. Well, they they pay you back. They reimburse you for yeah. any sort of. Uh, Surcharges that always that, that always got in my crawl when you would use a different bank just because out of out of necessity and it's like do you wish to follow through with this and it's like it'll be three dollars and fifty cents I'm like three fifty to take out my own stinking money yes God that drives me nuts for the privilege of putting your money in these banks <laughs> it's unbelievable so the food news that I'm going to talk about you know those little applesauce pouches now the Pennsylvania Health Department says it has reported nearly two dozen cases of lead poisoning to the CDC in connection to tainted applesauce. And and some of those cases are out of Philadelphia. And so those are the, they include the Wanabana Weiss store brands, those little, you know, packets. Yeah, we've talked, th- th- these things have been in the yeah. news a lot. Yeah, the, I don't know what's going on, but they, they said that they had lead poisoning in them. So Wanabana, they're all different Weiss brands, mm-hmm. all different brands, but um, you want to return those? Be very careful. My daughters eat those. They, if you if if you don't know what we're talking about, they almost look like you remember the old Capri Sun juice yes. pouches. Sure. Just, now yeah, just picture kinda. those with applesauce yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're having a real problem with these things. So you want to be careful. And uh, they're they're just saying check check online if you have that product because mm-hmm. these are especially for young little kids <clears throat> little like a one-year-old two-year-old three-year-old yep with that it's all about your body weight and percentages so just um be careful yes and the phillies announcing their ending dollar dog nights it's a sin dawn it's <clears throat> a sin it's a sin there is a movement friends there's a movement to bring them back. They're the, replacing them mm-hmm. with these new buy one, get one nights. Oh, what are they, uh, what, four bucks a pop? So you get two for four as opposed to one for one? That's what. That's why I'm thinking this is Bidenomics. I, 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 look, there's okay. nothing that screams Americana more than going to a baseball game, sitting down in your seat, eating a cheap hot dog, and having a cold beer. And they're taking that luxury away from us. Guys, I mean, I... I detest Joe Biden as much as you both do, but really, we're going to blame Joe Biden for Dollar Dog Night. I'm blaming Biden. Away. If it's not I'm his blaming, fault, then I, I'm blaming the Phillies. We've officially become the parody yes. of the left thinks that we are. <laughs> I've got to be. I've got to pay twenty five bucks to park. I've got to pay fourteen bucks for a beer. <laughs> yeah. I can't get a dollar hot dog. <laughs> SNL, make a skit out of us. It's fine. You know what? You want a bad take? Here's a bad take. No, no, Although no, I think it's no, a great no take. I think it's an excellent take, but it'll be deemed a bad believe take. Me, believe me. Believe it's me. A great this take. is a huge take. Actually, I would argue that the sausage sandwich at a baseball game sausage sandwich onions and peppers trumps the hot dog oh there's not even question there's for not experience even absolutely now the price is going to be more obviously but actually sausage sandwiches probably are one of the best things you could i mean not for you right, right terrible right. for you yeah but yeah yeah i love me a, a good sausage and sandwich. i don't need any any sauce on it i don't need any mustard uh, you just <laughs> if you have a good sausage onion and pepper with a nice roll I'm in. <laughs> so this season's Hatfield Phillies Franks BOGO Nights, buy one, get one, are going to be starting uh, Tuesday, April 2nd, and that's versus the Cincinnati Reds, and then Tuesday, April 16th, versus the Colorado Rockies. Both games, by the way, begin at 6.40 p.m., so maybe we have a contest. Anybody who goes, you can get your Hatfield Phillies, Franks, Bogo night, and then somebody else can get your sausage. See which one wins. We should send Dorenzo for the first uh, buy one, get one dog night. That'd and be have, awesome. Have him do like a man about town and get people's reaction to the fact that the uh, the dollar dog is a thing of the past. I love it. We report back exclusively. We'll play that. We'll kill a segment on the show the next day. <laughs> <laughs> dollar dog night started 
at the vet Veterans Stadium back in 1997. So yep. we'll see, you know, if anybody can bring it back. Yeah, I miss the vet. They'll, they'll bring it back. They always do these I think things. They will. And, yeah. then, and then there's outcry, and then they're like, okay, we'll bring it back. We, yeah, they'll walk it back we just like mistakes. Wendy's did. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe they'll do a little bit of both. Some Tuesdays, they'll do Hatfield Phillies Frank's BOGO nights, like on April 2nd and April 16th. Yeah. And then, like, Wednesday will be, like, big hot dog night. Yeah. Let's get Brazier on the line. I need, I need some answers here. I got to say this, too, and I know Hatfield's a sponsor, um, but... When you get those when you get those hot dogs at the at the ballpark, mm-hmm. they're ni- it's ninety percent bun. Yeah, you're not you're not yeah. getting a massive no, the you wieners, know, kielbasa. The wieners are a little small. Yeah. yeah. Although I do love there's there's just something about in the tinfoil wrapper pouch yeah. with just the, the way it steams and stays nice and sure, moist. Sure, sure. Oh, what a what a what a phenomenon. God, I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> So the forecast for here Friday, 50 degrees. I didn't take that bait, Greg Soccer. 50, <laughs> 50 degrees. I'm being good. 50 degrees, sunny skies today. Don and I had a conversation yesterday. There's only a few people that can do what we do. Right. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, like it, he knew. This is a skill, doing what we do. <laughs> sorry. Go on. You knew it took every ounce of yes. discipline within my being. Yep. To not even yet say it. About mm-hmm. Talk about his wiener. Hey, we have, we puns, have not I'm been not dis- talking about it. We have not been disciplined all week. So <laughs> let's not start on a Friday. <laughs> but uh, for you tomorrow, 52 degrees. Unfortunately, rain and clouds for your Saturday. Should clear out by Saturday evening, teeing us up for a lovely Sunday. 64 degrees for your Sunday with mostly sunny skies. This is Kale and Company News Live, Friday edition. All right, thank you very much, Dawn. 613, let's wrap up the week with one last big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. And it's brought to you by Budget Blinds. The Big Take this morning, social media, free speech, and a war of words. Donald Trump and COVID-19, I believe, broke the brains of Democrats and the far left over the last eight years. But you can add Elon Musk to that list as well. Ever since Elon Musk purchased Twitter and he restored free speech on the platform and rebranded it to X, mainstream media progressives in the left have been having meltdown after meltdown over the First Amendment and what it affords you, the people. We've discussed free speech a ton lately, including the fire poll that was revealed this week that showed 33% of Americans believe we have too much First Amendment freedom. It's pretty scary. Most recently, discussing the story in Lower Marion High School just yesterday about free speech in the student newspaper, and the beat goes on today. This was already a big week when it comes to free speech, as the Supreme Court of the United States was set to examine free speech on social media and how it could alter life online with the Internet. And on Monday, the USA Today had a column talking about the precedent that could be set by SCOTUS and whether states can limit the ability of social media giants to moderate content, which could turn on if Facebook is more like a newspaper or a telephone. Here are some of the details and an update. Per the USA Today, a half century after the Supreme Court said no government can dictate what newspapers may publish, the high court will consider whether Texas and Florida can tell social media companies how to operate. Republican lawmakers in Texas and Florida argue that social media companies have been too quick to throttle conservative viewpoints, which we know is true because we lived it during the pandemic. Quote, just as the government may not tell the Miami Herald which editorials to publish or MSNBC which interviews to broadcast, 
The government may not tell Facebook or YouTube which third-party speech to disseminate or how to disseminate it, lawyers argued. But Texas and Florida say social media platforms are less like newspapers and more like telephone and telegraph operators who are transmitting content generated by customers, not creating it themselves. Now, this is just one in three cases that SCOTUS will hear and decide on in the next few months. Next month, the justices will hear arguments about whether officials in the White House and federal agencies violated your First Amendment rights when they leaned on social media companies to suppress what they considered misinformation about two subjects, the election of 2020 and the COVID-19 pandemic. The decision by Twitter to suspend former President Donald Trump's account from their site is also one of the motivating factors behind these Florida and Texas laws that are not in place yet. And speaking of Twitter, let's get to one of the biggest snowflakes on the planet. Actually, if you think about it, there's two of them. Howard Stern and Mark Cuban, rebels from the 90s who have completely flipped here in 2024. But we'll stay focused on Mark Cuban for just a moment. The former owner of the Dallas Mavericks, the NBA franchise, and former television personality absolutely hates what Twitter has become, a public town hall free of left-wing suppression and censorship. Cuban had this to say about Twitter on the Logan Paul podcast. Listen and watch this. X is just such a cesspool now. Show. It's a right? You yeah. can't you can't win no matter what. Everything like less and less and less less time. Elon it up, right? Bad. But, you know, Instagram's still chill, TikTok's still chill, and there's other places, right, that aren't so bad where you can mess with people and have fun. Um, but you just can't do it on, on Twitter. That This X conversation is, is important because, you know, as the conversation around, like, real radical free speech continues to, like, carry on here, I mean, that's kind of what you have there. I would say, Mark, if you hate it so much, delete your account and go play on Facebook. Simple solution. Solved. See, this is what the elites hate. They hate that they can't control 100% of the message, that they can't dictate 100% of the narrative, and then they can't banish those who don't see it their way. The elites have become more and more of Marxists every day. They absolutely believe that if they decide they don't like something, then it should be deleted for all. They don't appreciate self-driving determination, and they want to eradicate contradictory thought. Think about that for a second. They don't want to have any dissent, and they still have a stranglehold over almost all of media. They just don't have 100% control of it anymore with Elon Musk and his purchase of Twitter. But that goes to show you how obsessed they actually are. They want total domination of thought and control of speech. And MSNBC, of all places, they loathe free speech. The latest headline from the New York Post reads, MSNBC legal analyst says the First Amendment makes the U.S. vulnerable and calls for common sense speech restrictions. This was MSNBC legal analyst Barbara McQuaid who argued on Monday that the United States has a deep commitment to free speech, which makes Americans uniquely susceptible to disinformation campaigns. McQuaid, a University of Michigan law professor, went on the Rachel Maddow show to promote her book, which is called Attack from Within, How Disinformation is Sabotaging America. She said her goal with the book was to spark a national conversation about truth and our commitment to it. Here's her explanation on Rachel Maddow's show 
Listen and watch this. Actually, Rachel, I think we're more susceptible to it than other countries. And that's because some of our greatest strengths can also be our Achilles heel. So, for example, our deep commitment to free speech in our First Amendment. It is a cherished right. It is an important right in democracy. And nobody wants to get rid of it. But it makes us vulnerable to claims that anything we try to do to regulate speech is censorship. Of course, the Supreme Court has held that all fundamental rights, even the right to free speech, can be limited as long as there is a compelling governmental interest and the restriction is narrowly tailored to achieve that interest. But I think anytime someone tries to do anything that might limit free speech, people claim censorship. I mean, just look at the case the Supreme Court heard today about efforts by the states of Florida and Texas to prevent social media companies from moderating content online. And they call it censorship, that they are trying to silence conservative voices. I like how she says we're trying to spark a national conversation. I would argue that they are trying to squelch the conversation. But here's a wild idea coming from a free speech absolutist. Have a robust marketplace of ideas, speech, thoughts, and ideologies, and let the people sort out what they think is true, what is false, what is the gray area, and act accordingly. Let all of us determine what we want. It's just like with elections. Illinois, stop trying to take Donald Trump off the ballot. Let the people vote for who they want and who they don't want. But the reality is this. Censorship is a tool used by those in powerful positions to remain unopposed. The left loves to smear things as disinformation or misinformation. They love to use words like nuance and context to shun you and shame you for daring to step out of the comfort zone. The best way to combat all of this is not less speech, it's more speech. And the reason they are trying to hone in on speech on social media is because they know mainstream media is dying, less and less people consume it on a daily basis, and more and more people are going to social media and looking for alternative sources. So that's why they have shifted the goalposts to zero in on the internet and control the message and narrative there as well. Hopefully SCOTUS won't allow them to do so. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, the big take this morning brought to you by Budget Blinds, budgetblinds.com, your one-stop shop for blind shade shutters, custom drapery and motorization, free in-home consultations, and the only no-questions-asked warranty in the business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection online at budgetblinds.com. We'll come back at thoughts and reactions to that and delve into what transpired yesterday at our southern border. I kid you not, Donald Trump goes to the border, waves across the water at the migrants on the other side, Joe Biden salutes a tree. We'll give you more of these exhilarating details when we come back. Nick Don and Greg, Let's Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. I would be here for that. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Fortress. I wonder if FanDuel has a bet on it. Joe Biden was going to salute a tree or not. It's America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. Look, I, the Philadelphia 76ers have been absolutely abysmal. They're playing the Charlotte Hornets tonight, but I'm taking the Philadelphia 76ers with minus 11 tonight. I could regret that, but I'm going to try it out. Bet uh, I was right last week, by the way. Uh, bet on all your favorite NBA players with uh, and teams with quick bets, live segment parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. I love the FanDuel app. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook, 
The official partner of 1210 WPHD and the NBA, 21 and over, President PA. First online run money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Happy Friday to all of you. Nick, Don, and Greg as we continue here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Some very fascinating swing state polling data coming up in just a little bit. And also... We will look at each and every single issue and who it favors, according to this latest polling data. That's coming up in just a little bit. 855-839-1210, if you would like to jump in. So yesterday was the big border deal, right? Donald Trump says, I'm going down to Texas on Thursday. I'll be in Eagleville. And uh, Joe Biden quickly says, Eagle Pass, Eagle Pass. and uh, Biden says, I'll be in Brownsville. We'll be 325 miles apart. Trump, you can handle an actual real hot spot for the border, and I'll go to a place that has seen about seven migrants in the past, I don't know, two years. And we'll all, we'll all come away with uh, our conclusions, our takeaway, and we'll all look like we really care, right? Well, for the Biden administration, you know, this was a photo op. For Trump, this has been a part of his platform for eight years. I mean, I think everybody realizes this is political for Joe. His numbers are atrocious. So let's go visit Brownsville, and we'll see the border for just the second time in three years and two months as the president of the United States. And there's a lot of legitimate, serious takeaways from yesterday. Uh, Maybe nothing bigger than what the new buzzword or the new term is for illegal immigrants or migrants coming out of the White House and the Biden administration. We'll get to that in uh, just a moment. But as I mentioned before the break, I was a scroll because I was actually I was really busy. I had to do a bunch of stuff yesterday. So I was like out of the loop for like five or six hours and I was peeking in at Twitter like every hour. And I saw these two videos uh, at the southern border. The first one was Trump. Trump's obviously on the uh, this side of the border in the United States. And he's I don't know, it looked like maybe some sort of fencing or some barricade. And across the water, across on the other side. There were like some migrants that were probably hoping to get across and realize today's not a good day. And I think they might have been shouting something or maybe they recognized Trump. And then you see Trump's just sitting there waving across like, you know, like kids getting ready to go on the school bus for the first day. And it's like, you know what? Trump might be waving at you all right now. But if Trump becomes president again, you're going to have a much more difficult time getting across, dear pal. So uh, Trump's not your buddy. Uh, and then, of course, Joe, uh, you know, I. I think I can pull up uh, this. Uh, I think I can pull up what you're just referencing here. Okay, uh, you talking about Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. So he's he's walking with Governor Abbott. We don't have the video. I'll get it for later. Yep. Um, and you can see you can see people on the other side. <laughs> that's amazing. It's like a meet and greet. Hey, that's Trump. <laughs> Hello, Donald. He's waving. He's waving to him. <laughs> He's waving back to him. It was great. You got Trump. You got Greg Abbott. You got the Border Patrol Union. They're, they're yelling Trump. <laughs> they, they like Trump. <laughs> That's pretty. Funny. It's money. That's funny. <laughs> so they want Joe to let him in, and then maybe some of them, which are skewed conservative, possibly, uh, maybe they would vote for Trump. Maybe they'd vote for Biden. Who knows? Uh, and then, of course, I, I saw later in the day, uh, Zioli tweeted out a video of Biden walking with a few people from the border. And Joe just looks so old and fragile, and he's got his sneakers on. He's got, like, these black sneakers as opposed to his dress shoes. Yeah. And there's the video. Yeah, we're playing the video 
now. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT if you want to see this. He got a couple of border agents there, and then he salutes. It looks like he's saluting a tree because there's just nobody in the screenshot. I mean, look how he just... Yeah, there he goes. There's a salute to some people coming into the picture. And, uh, you know, Joe just looks like a fish out of water. He's like, where are we here? Where am I? Where am I? Yeah, he has no idea he's at the southern border. And, yeah, that, so that was uh, some of the visual from yesterday. But but on a serious note, um, this should really infuriate you. As uh, these individuals now that are coming across illegally, uh, the White House will no longer consider them to be migrants uh, you can't use the term illegal immigrants. You can't say illegals, illegal aliens, aliens, all this offensive uh, terminology. The new phrase coming out of this administration is that these individuals, including the guy who allegedly killed Lake and Riley in Georgia, they're not migrants. They are newcomers. <laughs> newcomers, folks. Biden is facing some unbelievable pushback, according to multiple sources. This story, courtesy of the Daily Mail, as the White House is catching flack for using a, quote, new politically correct term for illegal migrants coming across the southern border. Newcomers. The term, the new term was unveiled in a little noticed fact sheet on the White House website uploaded ahead of President Biden's trip to the border in Brownsville, Texas yesterday. And the fact sheet states that this bill, because they're talking about the $118 billion Senate bill, in assistance to cities and states who were providing critical services to newcomers and would expedite work permits for people who are in the country and would qualify. And they go on down. You can read this on the Daily Mail. Uh, every and They've got little excerpts of what they took from the website. Um, and every time you would think that the word migrant or illegal immigrant would be in this um, new uh, copy, these new bullet points, so to speak, they replace that word with newcomers. So we've got 7.3 million newcomers in this country committing crimes of murder, disfiguring a corpse, allegedly, uh, sexual assault, rape. We've seen it in Maryland. We've seen it in Virginia. We've seen it in Georgia. We've got all these sanctuary cities, and we're being overwhelmed by newcomers. That's the world we're living in here. I thought we were really at the peak of this absurdity yesterday when that mayor in Athens, Georgia, was roasted by people in that community that showed up to say he had blood on his hands. And just when you think like media bias by omission and slants from different publications and media outlets couldn't go any further, now we have our own administration calling these people newcomers. That's the that, that and, and think about this as well. If you're the Biden administration from a PR disaster standpoint, you know this has become a nightmare. If you're sitting down behind closed doors with Joe's inner circle and you're saying and you're evaluating the prospects of winning reelection, you're probably sitting there and saying, man, you know what? Yeah, we have abortion on our side, but the Republicans and Trump, they have immigration and the border on their side. So why don't we roll out a new term called newcomers? And look, I'm kind of celebrating it in a way because you know what? It's their disaster. They created this mess, and hopefully this costs Biden in his re-election bid. But if you were just objectively looking at this from a strategist standpoint or a PR standpoint, or if you're a consultant, you got to be sitting back and saying, 
you guys have an epic disaster on your hands, and now you roll out a new phrase called newcomers? Do you want this country to hate you? I will. Should I try in my news to say newcomers? I think moving forward, that's the appropriate you know, thing I, to do. I will send a, <laughs> an email memo out today that says, no more will we call them illegal aliens. We'll call them newcomers. Okay, thank you very much. That's well, correct. I usually just say... Hail our corporate overlords. Well, we were... <laughs> What did we we were saying illegals or illegal immigrants? Yeah, and I love how you sit there and you say illegal aliens, and some people will be like, "That's kind of offensive." Kind of offensive. It's it's in the Constitution. Take it up with the Constitution. Don't take it up with me. It I, is. It is. I don't. I just when I think of an alien, I think of like Mars or ET. I just yeah. that's why I don't say alien because I think of like phone home. I just think of ET. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so I just so. don't say it. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that's the Biden angle of things. And yet, it, it really, you just the, the takeaway for me was the stark contrast in the seriousness of which these two top candidates view the border. For me, for Joe, this was a photo op. This was, hey, I got to just show up because, you know, I'm taking a lot of flack. If you think about the Trump administration from 16 to 20, I mean, if you were to say, hey, what was Donald Trump's presidency all about when it comes to the substantive issues? I would say the economy, the border, and no wars. Those were the three things that I would say that's what really stood out to me about 2017, 2018, and 2019. And then Trump goes down there and he calls it a border invasion. It's Biden's invasion, and he has sparked war at the border. Trump also, I thought, really nailed it politically from a strategy standpoint when he said that he spoke with Lake and Riley's uh, mother and parents. And Joe Biden, to my knowledge, and if I'm wrong, somebody correct me, has still not uttered the words Lake and Riley. No. Which is astounding to me that we're now eight days removed from her murder and the president of the United States can't say her name? No. Because you were doing good deeds, I... I was watching actually the feed. If you go to the other, the alt Fox station, I forget what it's called, but it's basically a raw live feed of everything. And I like that station because I could just, you know, it's like being in a newsroom. You could just watch the feed. Yeah. So they did not, Nick. They, the, he, he came out there, didn't speak long. It felt like, it felt like he was waiting for the Trump newser to be over, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And then Biden spoke quickly. And I swear to God, led with the fire, the wildfires, and talked about freaking climate change. I, I nearly that on lost Twitter. my mind. Yeah, he was he was talking about climate change while you're at the border. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then quickly turned it over to Mayorkas, and then it just you know, oh my went god, from there. But so it was it was pretty quick. You have to stay on topic when you go when you've only been to the border one time in three years and you make your second appearance as we have just wrapped up the month of february where we had nine over nine hundred and sixty two thousand illegal encounters in uh eight weeks alone there can be excuse me those are newcomer that's correct that's correct we had almost a million newcomers newcomers in in eight weeks there's nothing else on the table i don't want to hear about the economy and this this will go to trump as well don't tell me about the economy. Don't tell me about wars. Don't tell me about climate change, racism, gender ideology. You're at the border. That should be the only topic on the table. This is what uh, Don was referring to uh, with Joe Biden talking about climate change. I've flown over a lot of these wildfires since I've been president. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I've been helicopter in the west and the southwest and the northwest, flown over more land burned to the ground, all the vegetation gone, than this entire state of Maryland square footage 
the idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. Well, my administration is going to keep building on the progress we've made fighting climate crisis, and we're going to keep help folks rebuild themselves in the wake of these disasters. And we. What do you think cognitively um, functional Joe Biden from 1997 would say (laughs) if he saw cognitive decline Joe Biden of 2024? Like I always say, like Howard Stern and Mark Cuban, yeah. uh, if if you know the '90s version of them, if they looked at those two guys today, would mock and ridicule those guys. Like, do you think if we could like pull Joe Biden out of the way back time machine and have him walk up to today's Joe Biden, he would just look at him and laugh? Like he's he's beca- I mean, you talk about a complete reversal in what your beliefs or your political spectrum and you know some people genuinely change others use it for career advancement like joe has never been a progressive but joe realized if he wanted to get elected in 2020 he was going to have to just go along with this left-wing nonsense that he's never really abided by i mean like 1995 joe would would laugh at squad dems today and squad dems would hate and well well, let's be honest i think squad dems Dems today they do hate joe biden right now but they definitely would hate joe biden from 1993 absolutely so and the contrast of you know there there's trump at a at a place where first of all the the accused vicious killer of lake and riley crossed right where trump was yep and the you know you see the the fence behind him and the river behind him and 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 these guys these big guys who are behind him who are with border patrol and getting up there saying we're peed off and so really you see the passion and then to contrast it with biden it it could have been it looked like it was inside of my kids like third grade when they were in the third grade their little classroom it was like a little (laughs) it could have been anywhere actually in america Mm -hmm. in a little you know institutional building like a little classroom and those poor you know border agents who had to stand behind biden and they just looked yeah they looked like they were prisoners like they've been kidnapped no, and forced yeah there was no um emotion no. in their face at all they were very stoic and very uh one more and then we have to break uh this is cut to phil if you want to pull this up speaking of lake and riley this is trump uh saying that joe biden will never say uh, her name this is cut to phil go just one week ago a beautiful 22 year old nursing student from georgia was barbarically attacked almost unrecognizable while she was out on her morning run. She was a morning run. She was doing a keep herself in shape. She was a beautiful young woman. She was a great person, best nursing student there was. I spoke to her parents yesterday. They're incredible people. They're devastated beyond beyond belief. But she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways and brutally assaulted, horrifically beaten, kidnapped and savagely murdered. The monster that charged uh, charged in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary because she's no longer relevant, I guess. She was terrible, but he is what he is doing is just unbelievable. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name, but we will say it and we will remember it. We're not going to forget her. It's been just a horrible story that we've had to live with for the last few days. It's hard to believe. And her parents are just, they can never be the same. Great people. 
could be a winning issue for Donald Trump and Republicans. 855-839-1210. We'll come back, get some more thoughts and reaction. And also, uh, we have to get to a lot of this swing state voting data, this polling numbers that are coming out. This is very fascinating on many, many fronts. Uh, if we don't get through all of it when we come back, we'll carry it over into the 7 o'clock hour. It's Kale and Company as we continue on this Friday morning. Nick, Don and Greg on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You've heard me talk about Chapman Windows, Doors, and Siding, how much I just love the work they've done in my home to make my home more beautiful, more energy efficient, windows, doors. And you know by now, if I needed windows, doors, or siding, I would trust the Chapman team and only the Chapman team. So I want you to think of them as well for siding and stucco remediation. I would trust nobody else seriously with this investment in your home. And this is their skill set. So if you're thinking of updating your current siding or removing that current stucco, which is can be can be quite uh, intense, can be quite a project, and then you want to replace it with the siding, you want to think of Chapman. So with the new updated siding choices available, the curb appeal of your home, obviously it's going to pop. So if you're thinking about, you know, currently getting taking off that stucco, updating it, think about replacing it with James Hardy Plank or vinyl siding, it's going to add value to your home. If you're looking to sell, you can bet buyers are going to value the updated new siding, and it's a good look going ahead for 2024. You want to get this on the calendar right now. The certified Chapman installers are the professionals you want on this job, especially for stucco remediation. If you or somebody you know, they're looking for windows, doors, siding, shutters, all the hardware choices, but especially that that stucco remediation, you want to choose Chapman. You can text them. You can call. They're listening right now, longtime listeners. 610-431-8898. Check them out. Take a virtual tour, chapmanwindowsdoors.com for all the details. Chapmanwindowsdoors.com. Tell Dolan sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Friday morning as we put a bow on the first hour of today's show. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour two. Cut sheet coming up at 745. We have so many good stories to get to. I've got a couple of stories on CNN we're going to get into. Also, the price of Netflix will go up yet again. We will tell you about that. A wild story at an Orlando airport that I want to get to. The New York Times Chick-fil-A story that we did not get to yesterday. Uh, And we also have a lot of polling data that I want to get to. We won't be able to get to it as we wrap up the 6 o'clock hour. But I do think it's fascinating. There's going to be three things we'll get into, and we'll do this after the news with Dawn. Um, The political status of individuals based on their marital status. Some interesting numbers there. Also, 8 in 10 swing state voters think that Joe Biden is too old to run again. And 62% of those voters in swing states blame him for the border crisis. We'll break down some of those numbers. And then also, the Morning Consult put out a poll, and they looked at every single issue uh, that will be discussed for the election, from the economy, immigration, guns, taxes, on down the list. Where do you see the landslide in the results of these polling numbers that favor Trump compared to Biden? We'll give you all of that in the 7 o'clock hour. Don will have some news to kick off hour two when we come back as we continue Friday morning. It's Kale and Company. Stay right there. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. 